everyone. I'm here with another episode of Currently Benching, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds to rate and comment. It is all greatly appreciated. So yes, we are here. We are discussing Inventing Anna, which is another... um, selection or drop from Shondaland on Netflix. We have discussed Bridgerton. Um, there's been another show. There was the Colin um, Kaepernick. I always feel like I say his name wrong, the last name, his last name wrong. There was that show, which I didn't talk about, um, but I watched it. It was pretty good. Um, and so, yeah, I know she made the move to Netflix and we've just been waiting for her to drop what she's been working on. And she is literally both her and Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy was probably a little bit before she started dropping her stuff. But like when they started dropping, it was just like back to back to back to back to back. And so we have Inventing Anna, um, which actually Shonda um, was the she director, the creator, all of that. There's a lot of controversy around this show, which you know I'm going to um, get into because like I have some very, very um, specific feelings about this show um, uh, specifically. But yeah, uh, but before we get into that, first I'm going to do my warning. So this is a solo hosted show. It's just me. We're going to spoil everything. I'm probably going to go all over the place. Probably going to repeat myself. I am human. It is just me. I mean, there are lots of other podcasts you can go and listen to if this is not your style. So um, there is that. And then additionally, I wanted to talk about a little bit. I did this in the last episode, but um, still go through what I am currently watching or benching in real time. (laughs) So you guys can get an idea of what may or may not be coming um, on the podcast just based on what you may be watching. So I am still watching Suspicion. I still feel very strongly that all the episodes should have been dropped all at once. I'm kind of doing the same approach that I did for One of Us is Lying, which is letting them drop a couple of episodes and then watching it that way. Because watching it week to week is just unrealistic for that type of a show. Um, The other thing that I am watching that I am still contemplating if I'm going to talk about it, but I'm watching Bel Air. And I'm enjoying this so far. Again, this is another one that is going to be dropped week to week. So uh, I am watching it, TBD, on if we discuss it. But it does fall, especially since it's now been like um, dramatized from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Now it's like this drama. And it more so fits into the genre of shows that I do talk about on this podcast. So very high chance I could talk about it, but I am watching it. Uh, and then there's something else I'm watching week to week. Oh, I'm still watching After Party. High chance I'm most likely not going to talk about it on here, but I am watching it. I am enjoying it um, and the different like styles and genres that we're getting every week. And then there's another show that just dropped, Severance, which I'm planning to watch. I'm not even going to start it because, again, Apple TV drops week to week, and I'm just watching too many week to week things at the moment, and I kind of don't want to get everything like caught or like mushed all together if that makes sense um also super excited because I was on Netflix I knew that the season was coming I don't think that there was a confirmed date but I just saw the date on Netflix that um The Last Kingdom season 5 is coming next month March 9th 
So you guys already know, we're discussing that. We're binging it and then we're discussing it because I am super excited. I was a late bloomer on that one, but I am totally committed. <laughs> so I think those are everything that I'm watching. I have been watching some movies um, as far as like things that have been dropped on the streams. Currently in the midst of trying to watch um, The Sky is Everywhere. I, I knew that was going to be a challenge for me to watch, um, but we're, we're watching it. Um, I feel like there was something else that was a movie, like a teeny movie that I didn't discuss on here. I've also been watching like documentary documentaries, which I never talk about documentaries on here. The Tender Swindler was one. There was one that I watched like last month or something about the kid who, or the boy or the, the man, because now he's a man. <laughs> I think at the time he was a teenager, but the man who um, like killed his friend and then claimed he did it while in his sleep. Like I've been watching some crazy stuff, but just not talking about it on here. So if you are watching any of those things or you watched any of those things or there are things that you are watching that you want um, me to watch, let me know. I'm always open to suggestions. I do see your suggestions and I do give your suggestions tries. Um, and sometimes it takes me longer than others to get into some of the suggestions that I get, but I do see them and I do um, take note and attempt to try to watch it. So now that that is all out of the way, let's get into Inventing Anna. So again, this was dropped on, this was like during the weekend where I was like, a lot of things dropped at the same time. And so I'm trying to figure out how we're going to release it. So this is one of the things that was dropped during that weekend. I literally binged it all. I think I did this in two days. Um, and a lot of it had to do with like one time, like life, but then also a little frustrating watching this. And so um, Eventing Anna is essentially... I, I wouldn't call it, I keep seeing like documentaries and docuseries or whatever. I mean, it's based, they say it, then they're very um, adamant to make sure that it's shown at the beginning of every episode that, I don't think I wrote it down, but I may have wrote it down. Let me see. Uh, I don't think I wrote it down, but they essentially had like the little um, note at the beginning of every episode, like, this are this is based on true. I'm literally summarizing this because I can't remember verbatim what it was. But essentially, this is based on real events. Um, but then, essentially, I don't even know what. I can't even summarize it well. But essentially, they have creative license to make things up. So you don't even know. Like pretty much saying, this is a, a retelling of like how we want to tell the story. And though the characters are based on like real people, there is some creative license used throughout this and so everything is not going to be how it truly happened in real life which you would think people would be like oh yeah duh but you know the times we live in you have to literally spell it out for folks so that they don't be like oh my gosh that really happened even though there are still people out there who are still going to say that regardless of what warnings and things that you throw up on the screen I honestly cannot believe that I wrote didn't write that down I thought I did but I guess I didn't. And for those who are first time listeners, I do take notes, especially for things that I binge, just because it's so much content. Um, and so I do have notes that I reference <laughs> as we go through this discussion. So a lot of the times it's just me looking through my notes for what I um, wrote down. So this was nine episodes, which is like still a short season. We don't usually see nine episodes. We usually get like eight or 10, maybe 12, but this is nine episodes. 
um, they were, they felt like nine long episodes, I'm not gonna lie. Especially, and I think that's probably why um, I split it as well, because it's just like, this just seems to be taking a very long time to get through. There was another show that I talked about that felt that way. Um, and I can't think of it, but if you listen to it, you're probably like, oh, it's this show, Eva. Yeah, yeah, thank you. That's the show that I'm talking about. But <laughs> um, So essentially, this is based on um, a real person. Her name is Anna Sorokin. Or, so I was watching the um, ABC like 2020 episode on her and everyone was saying her last name differently. So I have no clue how to say her last name. So you guys know I already butcher names anyway. <laughs> Not on purpose, just because I just, it's just hard for me to say it unless someone tells me exactly how it's supposed to be said. Um, so her real name is Anna Sorokin, but she was going around New York as Anna Delby. And I remember when the story broke or like when this was in the news, because I saw the headlines and it was like this, um, I don't even remember what's going on at the time, but it's like a lot of random stuff that was going on at the time. And I saw the headline about this, um, like girl who essentially faked that she had all this money and was essentially gaming people and gaming them out of money and stuff like that. And so I remember reading, like, I didn't really read the entire article. I kind of like breezed through the article to see, first of all, sounds insane. How do you <laughs> live a lie like that, especially if you don't have money and you're just doing all these things that involve a lot of money? So that's one thing that like piqued my interest to be like, what is this even going on? What is this even about? This sounds insane, unrealistic. And I think I read that, I like read the article and I still was like, but how did she <laughs> do this? Because I mean, I can get you living a lie, but like there needs to be something that's helping you to source the lie, if that makes sense. And also I was just like, there just cannot be that many dumb people to like give this girl all these things without validating that she doesn't have what she says, she's ha what she says that she has. So that was like my brief history. And then we found out Shonda was making um, this into a TV show. And then the TV show finally dropped. And we have Julia Garner, who is playing Anna Delvey. And this is based off of, so the show is based off of the article that was in the New York Times, which they changed all the names. I didn't write her name down, the actual real reporter, because they used a different name for her. But essentially, Anna... Ch Klumsky plays Vivian Kent, who was based off of the real life. Um, actually, I do have her name because, so, because you guys know, I go back and like research everything. And <laughs> I wanted to read um, Rachel's article and I also wanted to read um, Jessica Pressler. That's, that's the real um, reporter's name. I want to read her article again, just to like see well, it's actually in the articles because I still, even after watching this, was like, there's just no way people are could be bamboozled like this. Like, it does just does not make sense. Or maybe it's just me because you guys know <laughs> if you listen to me, especially for anything that's like mystery murder, I don't trust anybody. <laughs> so <laughs> the fact that all these people got bamboozled is still like confounding to me. But anyway, so um, they changed everything. They, they, didn't, they used like a different magazine name which is like the Manhattan something 
And then um, they also changed her name in this, but this series is essentially based off of that article. And the other reason I wanted to reread Jessica Pressler's article was to see if she really, like how closely was she, was her character or the character based off of her on the show? Cause also as a reporter, I, I was a little bit frustrated with her as well. And just like, just the amount of like believability. We're going to jump all the way around here. Cause I got a lot to say, like, I really have a lot to say. And I felt some type of way about this, this show. And I don't think that I'm going to be the only one who feels this way, but like the way that the show came off and I even try to like find any bits and pieces of like Shonda talking about the show or like the actors talking about the show to see like if this was the way that they wanted this um, show to go. Because to me, it, came off as putting Anna on like this pedestal to like speak to like, oh, she has this drive, even though she didn't, she lied essentially to get to where she was. And she essentially had to pay consequences for that. We should still kind of like admire her like work, work ethic, if that's even a thing. I don't know. It was really weird. It was coming off as like, we're supposed to be rooting for her while we're watching this. And I never felt like I wanted to root for her. I was super angry at her the entire time. And then also angry. And then we're talking about straight up the portrayal of the show. Cause like in real life, oh, I'm sure a lot of these people were not as like ditzy as they were portrayed in the show. But, um, in, on, in the show, the people around her, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, are you guys serious? Are you really like, what's the word you're okaying this behavior in a way with your actions and even like when we talk about the friends because we have Neff we have um Rachel and these are all based off of real people and Casey Neff is still friends with um Anna today the situation like how she enter acted with this this group of friends is different in real life than how it was portrayed in the show. They kind of made it seem like they were more um, connected on the show than they really were in real life. But like, essentially, she's pretty much being like, well, she shouldn't have to pay for other people's stupidity, which is like, okay, valid point. But also like this girl literally ruined people's lives and you can counter argue and be like well but now they've like made that money back they've profited off of it which is like okay but in that moment like I'm not talking about the now I'm talking about in the moment when all this stuff was going down <laughs> she was out here ruining people's lives and so like I feel like there has to be some accountability on her part for that as well and not just solely on the people who she um gooped <laughs> And so that's why I was like, the, with the whole Rachel thing. So they, I am 1000% certain that they like, yes, they based it off of real life Rachel, but I feel like for TV, they just turned it up. The ridiculousness of Rachel and like the ditziness of Rachel, which I don't know how to like if she's actually ditzy in real, in real life, but I'm talking about this actual character. They times it times like a thousand it just made her this super naive um, person who just was gullible, trusted Anna, and made dumb choices, and then expected because, and then they tried to like 
fault her for going to the police and to the district attorney and being like, hey, there's this woman out here literally like stealing people's money. She's claiming she's something that she's not and she needs to be arrested. And they got upset because she essentially helped the police catch her. <laughs> like that's some of the things that I'm talking about. It was just like insane to me because it just feels like on on the friend's part, there is no accountability. Like they don't expect Anna to have much accountability for her actions, but everyone else around her should be accountable for their part in it more so than she should be, if that makes sense. So that was like really um, frustrating to watch. I told you, we're gonna hop all around, but let me see if I can reground myself and like go back to the beginning. Also, for those who are new, I don't generally like recap recap <laughs> shows. I just generally like go over things that happen um, and give my thoughts. So, which hints why we hop all around. Um, so, if you're expecting a legitimate recap, this is not that podcast, which to me is just weird to get to do a podcast where you just literally go through everything that everyone or like repeat everything that everyone just watched and then at the end or during it like give your thoughts versus like what were the moments <laughs> that you really want to talk about from the show because we can be here all night if we did it that way um but anyway I'm like going off on a little bit of a tangent so um let's let's rewind a little bit so I told you guys I watched the 2020 episode and I have to say that um Todd her attorney Arian um oh my gosh I'm gonna mess his last name up but I've seen him in um Succession seen him in that show and he literally played that attorney to a T because watching that 2020 episode I was like oh my gosh they're like the same person <laughs> Like everything, the accent, all of that was just like <laughs> spot on. And you could tell the real top was not about the shits. <laughs> Cause he was just like, oh my gosh. It was so funny. Like I highly recommend if you haven't watched the 2020 um, episode to go and watch it because at least it kind of gives you an idea of at least not all of the characters who are portrayed or like people who are, are, um, portrayed in the show but you do get to see some of them on screen so of course you get to see Anna she's just gotten out of jail she served FYI in case you didn't know in real life Anna served just under four years and she got out um last year in March <laughs> clearly didn't learn anything went back on social media and being Anna Delby and essentially got swooped up by ICE or is it ICEA? Yeah. And then it's like, they're going to deport her back to, is it Germany? I think that's where she would go. It's Germany, but she doesn't want to go. So she's literally been sitting in detention for like some months now. And they're trying to fight to not have, like she has lawyers and stuff who are like, cause she doesn't want to get deported. But anyway, so <laughs> she's in that episode. So you can actually hear her I, for as ridiculous as the accent was that Julia um, Garner had for Anna. There are some moments where I was like, oh my gosh, it's kind of similar. <laughs> but Julia definitely like amped it up times like 10, which is like Doug's show. And it's just the ridiculous, the ridiculousness of the story just calls for everyone's character to be 
like even more ridiculous <laughs> on screen than they are in real life just so as the viewer you can be like <laughs> you can want to watch it and see what happens because you're just like there's no way this all really happened but um she's in there todd is in there um rachel is in there and rachel has been very the real life rachel has been very very vocal about this show um and the portrayal of the people around Anna, especially herself, um, because she doesn't, she comes off on the show looking like, like she was just dumb. I mean, there's just no other word to use. Like they had her out here looking dumb AF and, uh, she definitely felt some type of way about it because she did write a, she did write her, um, actual book, uh, about it in real life so she did profit off of it but like her whole thing is like there needs to be some accountability this is essentially kind of in a way victim blaming is the way that she's kind of like putting it out there and um we shouldn't be like giving these people a platform which brings me to the episode where uh we see so she's moved out of the hotel she's kind of like in flux anna she ends up staying with this guy, Billy, who starts talking about the fire festival, which we all know how that turned out in real life. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's literally all these scammers <laughs> who are literally out here, just a house full of scammers out here scheming, getting caught, going to jail, all that stuff. And they all at some point were like friends. Even the other one, which I put him in here, the one who is the was it Pharma Bro? I don't, I can't remember what his name is. I just watched that documentary as well. Just scamming, out here scamming. And they were all acquaintances. They knew each other. They were friends and they were all scammers. And it just kind of speaks to, I know we're supposed to talk about, the, talk about the actual show, but it's just been like a lot of things being released about all these people out here scamming people, which is a fascinating topic in itself. But it's also like a double-edged sword because it is a fascinating topic to like watch and consume because here I am consuming it. But then it also bolts the question of like, should we be giving these people a platform? <laughs> should we let them like profit off of essentially hurting people? They may not have killed anyone, but like they've left damage in their wake. So like, should we really be giving them a platform? Should we really be like feeding their egos in a way? Because um, even if you watch the whole like, the Pharma Bro uh, doc, I think it's on Hulu. I think it's Hulu. Again, I've been watching a ton of stuff, so I could be um, mixing up streamers, but I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu. Even him, before he was even caught, like, just watching that whole thing of, like, all this stuff coming out about him, but, like, people still flocking and wanting to, like, feed into that energy that he had, which is weird. The Tinder Swindler, which, if you haven't watched that... <laughs> literally out here scamming vulnerable women out of which I mean it goes both ways because like even watching that I was just like all these stories I'm just like oh my gosh there's just no way that people can be this naive I just don't get it or not ask questions why aren't we asking questions people in all these situations I'll be asking questions maybe it's just me but I don't know but even or not like scam these women out of thousands <laughs> hundreds of thousands of money, <laughs> spend a little bit of time in jail. Now he's out here literally doing interviews and stuff, profiting from horrific behavior. Anna, 
essentially, before the, the real life Anna, before the show was even released, she gets out of jail. She goes to Instagram and stuff, and she's literally like going to profit off of like destructing or like destroying people's, or not even destroying, but like the damage that she did in the past, she's literally going to be able to benefit off of it. And like, I know we've been in a Demi situation. I, I've, I've given the pandemic a new nickname. <laughs> and, um, and so maybe there's like some, like some slowness to her being, a, being deported, but like, why is she still here? <laughs> Why hasn't she been deported yet? Like, what is going on? So, I don't know. It's just very, very, it's very, 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 very interesting. Like, genre and, like, the state of the world that we're in where, like, we put more, and even, you can even uh, relate this to true crime. Sorry for all the people who came here for the actual show because I am literally not at the moment talking about the show. But, like, it's just fascinating to me because it's kind of like the true crime genre where, um, we had that peak for a while where like, and we still kind of have it a little bit, but like there was a moment where true crime was everywhere. Everything was about true crime. And essentially it's kind of like people getting lost in the, the mystery of finding out who did it, how it was done, all of that. And kind of in a way you're burying the victim and you're kind of putting the criminal on a pedestal. And it's the same thing with this, where it's like these people who have done these horrific things. Yeah, they didn't kill anyone, but they're still horrific things. They're, they have victims and we're essentially like, screw the victims <laughs> and focused on these scammers. Oh my gosh, it's insane. I told you guys, I have very specific thoughts about this. <laughs> so <laughs> if you came here looking for one thing, you are going to get something completely different. But anyway, let's talk about the show. <laughs> The show, it was done in a way, it was like, again, and I think this may have um, been why it was kind of like, so like, are we trying to say like, are you trying to say we as a viewers should root for Anna or like, what are you trying to say? Because we do focus around her a lot. We don't really spend a lot of time with the people around Anna individually for a long periods of time or with Anna for a lot of it. So usually in storytelling, when you're with someone for a majority of a story, it's kind of like, this is the person we're supposed to be like rooting for. I personally could not find myself rooting for her. And like, it had like this light tone to it. Everything was bright, it was colorful. There was some fashion moments in there. There was a lot of music moments. Oh my gosh, I literally was like shazamming everything. Cause I was like, All right, this is probably, I watched a lot of Shonda shows. But this is probably like the most, this felt the most like, um, like something that I would watch and like, as far as musically, like CW, HBO, like the teen drama, like that, that, that whole genre, like that's what the music was giving me heavy. Um, the acting, I honestly can't complain about it. There were a lot of familiar Shonda land faces on here, like a good chunk of the scandal folks were on here. Um, as well, which was interesting. But let's talk about some of the actual, the actual um, people. It's hard to talk about them because I'm just, I feel like I'm gonna say frustrating or irritating a lot because that's how I felt watching this entire thing. 
especially with um, Neff. Am I saying that right? Yes, Neff. <laughs> I don't know why in that moment I felt like I was saying that right. But especially with her, because it's just like, her situation is a little bit different because she's kind of someone who's outside of this world that Anna is trying to navigate. And she's met Anna in a different way. So more so, you know, she's in like a service industry. She sees all of these like people with money and all this other stuff. And she even has like her boyfriend who's like, if someone is just giving out her just like that, like they're potentially hiding something. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're the only one who seems to be asking questions in this entire show and no one else is. But, um, so like, she's kind of like on the outside looking in, in a way. And so you can, and we're just talking about the show now. We're not going to talk about real life. Cause I don't, I don't know what happened in real life, but you can see in the show how that could be like, oh, she could get caught up in like this idea of who she believes Anna is because she's never really directly impacted in a way that everyone else is. So yeah, she ends up paying for like that dinner or whatever, but then Anna ends up giving her the money back. And it's kind of like every time she had like doubts about who Anna is, there was something to like deter from having those negative or um, yeah, negative thoughts about her. And so like in that way, you can be like, okay, I understand why she's out here. Like Anna's my friend. I'm not going to let her down. Like all that stuff. Like I'm going to, I'm going to ride for her <laughs> the entire time until the wheels fall off. Like I can understand that from her POV. The one I didn't really understand, which she kind of, um, and they kind of like say it in the show where they're like, oh, you're playing like Switzerland or whatever. Like you're trying to be in the middle and you don't want to take a side, which was Casey, who's like this, the trainer, because she experiences firsthand. It's not to the level that Rachel experiences with like losing money, but like she's speaking to Rachel. She knows what Rachel's going through. You know, Rachel like made uh, a dumb decision in a high pressure situation. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Cause like, I kind of want to talk that one out, <laughs> but she made a dumb decision in a high pressure situation. But then also when they came back and just seeing how Anna acted with her, when she opened up her house to like let her stay and then she like overstayed her walk on was still very demanding, still very rude as a person. Um, I just didn't understand why then in the end she kind of was like, still felt like she was supporting Anna versus like supporting Rachel, who like clearly is evidence of this scheme that Anna is running. And also it's just like, I don't know if you have all this money and you're like trying to do things or whatever, and your cards are getting declined, like, but you have all this money, you come from all this money. I'm going to need you to call your parents who have the access to the money and ask for the money versus me, who is not out here claiming that I'm coming from like a, um, um, who's not, who's not out here claiming that they're in errors or something like that. But let's talk about Rachel because they go on this trip, they go to Marrakesh and it's like a whole situation. This happened in real life. <laughs> um, Casey did go, she did get sick and she ends up leaving. They did, um, Rachel did go and there was a, another photographer who's there who was filming everything. So all that is real. I, if you look at the situation, 
even like how it is portrayed in the show. And you're in a situation where you're like, first of all, I'm just going to speak for me personally, because I have worked for a company where I did have a business credit card. And I did not take that credit card unless I was like going on a business trip. I didn't have that credit card on me. Like I didn't just carry that credit card on me because it's not my, it's not my money or it's not mine to be like to use outside of a business situation. So I wouldn't travel like on vacation with that card. That's just me personally. But <laughs> Looking at how this was portrayed on the show, you have essentially these Americans and then a, a I don't actually don't, I still don't really know what Anna is. I still have so many questions about her, but like you have them, they're in this, they're in this country, they're out of the state, they're out of the United States. First time there, don't really know, I'm speaking for Rachel, um, because clearly Anna has been traveling a lot. But like, she goes out there, the one other person that she knows ends up going home sick. So she's not there. They're getting all this pressure from like people essentially being like, you're going to go to jail if we don't, if we don't get our money. So you're kind of in a situation where you're like, I don't want to, I would hope anyone would not want to be um, detained in a jail outside of the U.S. if you're just there visiting unless you committed an actual real crime. <laughs> but like, I don't know anyone who want to be in that situation. And then you have this person who you're with who's supposed to be paying for everything and their cars are getting declined. They're talking about this money is coming, but they don't know when the money is coming. And there's just all this pressure that they need a card to lock it all down. Now, what would you do in that situation? So I understand in that situation, at least from Rachel's part, her being like, okay, I'm going to put my car down. I think, it was a mistake for her to travel with this business card. Like, I don't know why you will go, why you will take your business card with you on vacation. I just, I don't understand that. But understandable that she will give her personal card. And then the way, and this is still a little murky to me, like in real life, like the whole, everything that happens. Because in her article that she wrote, I actually finished it. Um, she doesn't mention that she used a business, her business card. But then in, in the 2020 episode, they, she mentions that she put down a personal, her personal and her business card. But on the show, we know that she used both the personal and the business card. So like assuming then that that was what actually happened. Um, so she puts them both down and then she leaves. Had it been me. So like you, typically when you use a credit card, you know, they'll do like a hold on it and they'll take like a certain amount of money out. Immediately when I left, that's um, what's it called? that place like on the way to the freaking airport I would have been on the phone with the freaking credit card company like I was I'm out of the country I was in a forced situation they illegally have my cards can you cancel it I am reporting these transactions as fraud that's just me <laughs> like immediately we know in the long run that um I think it was American Express I can't remember who the card the credit card company was but they did end up putting um or like reversing the charges or whatever. But this is like after months of her trying to track down Anna to get the money back because Anna said she would give her the money back. But then it's also like the fact that Anna just did not fully realize how 
effed up a situation that she put Rachel in and just really seemingly didn't care that she was potentially like about to ruin her life because she couldn't pay her bills. She couldn't pay rent. She had put her business card down, which was charged for like more money than she makes in a year. And she's supposed to pay all this back, but then also she's trying to hide it from her job. Like, I don't know. I I would have been sick. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done in that situation. But like, also, I would feel like I wouldn't be in that situation. So it's just all these things. And I just don't understand because we're this was still a social media age. And like, we're kind of in a place where like, when things happen, it's all over social media. Everyone knows about it. Like, all those rumors and things like that. So if all is Anna's out here just doing things to all these people, especially like influency type people in that scene, why like that message isn't traveling. But then also let's talk about the banker guy who essentially like, I don't know, because I'm not out here trying to buy multi-million dollar buildings, but I would think if you're trying to buy multi-million dollar buildings, you would want to make sure that everything is on the up and up. Before like trying to get loans and stuff signed off on for. And there has to be a better way for people to confirm that someone has like someone from another country who's trying to buy something in the United States. Like there has to be a better way to prove and I'm I don't know, maybe based off of this there could be laws that were created or whatever. But it just seemed like to me that there was no real way to prove that that money really happened if you're just counting on them sending over. Like you're counting on this person who you've never met on, on, on the other end of the line who's telling you like, yes, this person has money. They have this much money coming. And then a bunch of papers that they're faxing over, which could be forged. Like to me, that's not a real way to like confirm that someone has what they say that they have. But you know, maybe that's just me. So... <laughs> So yeah, so I was just like, he should have been fired. But of course, like we learned that he essentially gets promoted during that time, um, ends up making more money. And you're just like, okay, but like, oh, there needs to be some consequences here because at least from the company's standpoint, like this is very damaging to the company, to their reputation that you just out, you're just out here believing or you're able to be out here and easily get gooped the way that you got gooped. I would be like, you don't, you no longer work here. <laughs> but that's just me. Um, and then we have the situation with the boyfriend, which was very, very weird. Um, I actually don't know if that was real or if that was made up because I haven't seen him mentioned in anything in real life. Um, but like that whole story was, was weird because he was kind of like a scammer <laughs> as well. And then the woman that they were staying with and like um, mooching off of, which I believe she was created for the um, for the show. So I don't believe she was a real person. But like, <laughs> it was just, everyone was just, I don't know. I don't know. If somebody just comes up to me and they're like, oh, I have all this money, but like, they're not really paying for things that matter to prove that they have money. They always seem to have their cars being declined. There is always an issue at their hotels. Like, I don't know. It was just so many red flags. I just don't understand how people didn't see it. 
Um, but what else did I want to say? I actually have takeaways. Oh yeah, this is my main thing. I was like, talking about Anna. She's very manipulative, but this shows how naive people are with lack of common sense. <laughs> I'd be out here cracking myself up. Also, but they really try to make the viewer like admire, sympathize with Anna. Like what? It really, I was just like, oh my gosh. And then I didn't even get to talk about Vivian because like Vivian is pregnant during this time, um, which in real life, Jessica Pressler says she was expecting a child, but I don't know how much accurate the portrayal is on the TV show. So just speaking to the TV show <laughs> and I don't want to be like, oh, you could be like, oh, she was pregnant. There was like all these hormones and things like that. So maybe that's why she was just like, but the fact that she, because in journalism, you're supposed to have, um, you're supposed to be neutral. You're not supposed to take a side because if you take a side, then that's how your story ends up being manipulated and comes up as being one-sided and having bias because you put bias into your story because you had an opinion and now your opinion is coming through, which is, that is not journalism. Journalism, journalists are supposed to be neutral. And we can get into a whole conversation about that because there's just a lot of like things out there about trust and fake news and all that stuff. And there are clear examples in the real world of true journalism. And then there are clear examples in the world of what would be called opinion, opinion pieces, opinion um, reporting, which is not even really reporting, like opinion speaking <laughs> and not true journalism. And so it's very frustrating to watch Vivian because she's doing this big story essentially that she pushed to do over this person who at the time it didn't seem like it was going to be that big of a story but to her she's like this is a story this is something we need to report on it so okay fine get it if you're going to do that then you need to do it from an, an unbiased standpoint and I just felt like throughout this entire thing she just felt very very biased towards Anna and it was hard for me to be like to support her a lot of the things that she did or even want to read her article because then by the time her article comes out, yeah, you did all this research or whatever and you like laced it through. But even if you kind of, some of the um, actual content that was in it that was like read out or whatever, comes off as like, you're posing the question for the reader, but it's also like questions that you're asking yourself because you clearly are leaning towards like, but there's something here. Like even that whole trip that she took when she meets her Anna's actual parents and like she went out there cause she literally wanted to prove that Anna had to have money or like there had to be some reason why she was the way that she is. And it was like, even that is bias. So, which in real life, um, the real reporter, she did mention that she did go and she did um, meet her parents, but like she didn't break into anyone's house or anything like that. Like they definitely over, um, over dramatized that whole portrayal, but I was just like, it makes, it makes it hard for me to be like, oh, yay. Cause like, I love shows which like kind of like portray like actual real journalism on screen. But like, this was just like, she just, um, what's her name? Vivian just seemed super biased the entire time. Even all, even during the whole trial piece, which like essentially she wasn't reporting on the story anymore at that, at that point in time. But like, if I... I'm just like a regular person or, or even another reporter who's in the court 
And I know that you wrote the story that kind of helped put her, put Anna out there even more so than she probably was. And now all these people are coming to essentially get the story on what, what is going on with this Anna Delvey person. And then I see you who wrote this article that's supposed to be unbiased in the courtroom, sitting on Anna's side, helping her like throughout the trial. Like I'm gonna feel some type of way. <laughs> and then therefore I'm gonna feel like, well then was what you wrote, like everything that you said was like that from an unbiased viewpoint or was that, or, or was there some bias in that? So I don't know, it was very hard um, and frustrating to watch Vivian as a reporter in the show because it was just, a lot of it was just like, un, I don't wanna say unethical, but like it was very, very heavy. It came out very heavily biased um, in her interactions with Anna and in her interviews with the people who she was interviewing for the article. It was just a lot of like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. But yeah, I, you guys, this might be the longest episode of the year so far, because I've been pretty good about keeping them short, but like I kind of went on a tangent there a little bit. So let me look really quickly and make sure there's not anything else that I wanted to talk about. Oh, the last episode. <laughs> so I've gotten it to the point where like things that I want to remember because they might get lost in my notes, I put them in all caps and I'm looking at the last episode and um, Todd essentially says, also every episode was like focused on one person or in like kind of like their story with Anna, but it still felt very heavily like we were focused on Anna, which is why I'm like, yeah, we spent a lot of time with Anna. So it feels like we're supposed to be rooting for her, but I didn't mention that. So that, there was that. But also <laughs> during his, um, I, don't, I think it was his closing remarks, Todd's like, oh, there's a little bit of Anna in all of us. And I was like, no. No, there's not. <laughs> there's not that much because she's out here scamming people and we're not all scammers, not in that way. <laughs> but yeah, I had to point that out. Also, I put Todd was done, done. Yeah, I don't know how he, I, I don't know how he did it because all of her demands for like clothes and all that and like how she wanted him to represent her, which is like, yeah, she's his client. But like also he's not really in pay for this because um he's a public defender but then also like <laughs> he just wants to get the, his job done and she's like literally out here not making it easier for herself holding up the court and all this other stuff and the judge already don't like her so yeah so anna does get um convicted of defrauding some of the banks one of the banks she didn't, um, she wasn't found guilty on. She also wasn't found guilty um, for the charge against her for Rachel. And all because they like mentioned in court that Rachel profited from it. Like immediately, she was like one of the first people who wrote a story um, about everything that happened to her. And they also mentioned that the charges or the charges from the trip that American Express, which I believe is the credit card, company um had essentially ended up removing the charges so like essentially like she didn't lose anything but I would I would have argued which I felt like she probably should have did like a civil case or something but I don't think she could have there was some reason why she couldn't do a civil case and so she got lumped into all these charges against Anna but I would have filed a civil case against her for like damages and um emotional distress <laughs> 
because there was that for sure. Um, and I feel like she could have, she could have recouped something for that, even though she did eventually get the charges removed and she did essentially profit off of the story in, in the moment, <laughs> life was not peaches and, and cream or whatever. I don't know. I'm I need a new analogy. Life wasn't all gravy. It was literally chaos for her in those moments. So she doesn't get found guilty on that, but she gets found guilty on majority of the charges and she gets sentenced to like four to six or four to 12 years. But she actually ends up, like I said earlier, only serving like just under four years and getting out. And then also, so she did sell her story to Netflix, which you probably should talk about this in the beginning. She did give Netflix the rights to her story for like over 300K. And essentially in New York, I mean, this was based off of like some murder that happened years ago where people who are found guilty for a crime are not able to profit off of that crime in the future. And so all that money that she would have received from Netflix, the 300 plus K, um, goes to account all of her, all of the victims get payout from that money. And then whatever is left goes to Anna. So I don't know how much she actually ends up getting. Um, but she did, some of that money did go to the victims who she owed money to. So there's that. <laughs> this was an interesting episode because we didn't, we kind of, we went all over and I kind of went on the tangent, but that's okay. I don't know what you guys thought about Inventing Anna. Do you share any of my thoughts about like anything that I said? Do you, do you have different thoughts? Let me know all the things and I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currently Benjamin on Instagram and at currently on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.